are always oh, we're, we're, we're back. Okay. <laughs> now it's like every other podcast where we just yeah. <laughs> we ramble into the we ramble into the pre-show. This is, we could probably I mean we could do a little bit. I think what I really want to do is put a little bit of music over us talking and then sort of slow fade that out so that they just hear this part of the conversation. Anyway, uh, yeah. welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. My name is Rudy Schubach. I'm Alan you, Devlin. You, there oh, you go. Mike here. Yeah, that was it. You want to try it again? No, you said <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, right, so. Hello and welcome to the Before We Begin, or damn it, <laughs> Taken. Hello <laughs> and welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast, already true to name, Mistakes Were Made. Go ahead. I'm Rudy Schubach. I'm Alan Devlin. And that'll do it. Uh, so we're starting a... Uh, a podcast for Malifaux and Malifaux players. It's sort of mostly about our journey uh, through this game, uh, essentially playing newer masters, masters that we have less experience with, uh, and then talking about what we learned about those things. And uh, because of the nature of Malifaux, we're going to be making mistakes, which is why the title is Mistakes Were Made. Some might even argue that the first mistake was buying as many masters as we have uh, without any intention to play them. So... That is sort of the outline of the of the idea of the podcast. Alan, do you have anything you want to say about that before we move forward? You know, no. All right, cool. That sounds fine. <laughs> it's uh, pretty simple. Uh, I was talking to Rudy a couple weeks ago and was like, I didn't realize I own 13 masters, and I've only played like three of them more than five times. <laughs> so we got chatting, and that's where it came from. I have something like I have 19 masters. I mean, th and that's not even counting the dual faction masters twice. I don't think it was nutty. No, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about your gaming history before we do a little introduction first? I haven't been on you know before we begin yet to talk about it like some people. So uh, yeah, I was uh, started playing Malifaux in year and a half ago. Well, actually, it's almost two years now. It was right around uh, Thanksgiving. I bought two years ago. I bought Seamus's box and started playing with Rudy. He had been playing it and talked me into it. Didn't take a lot of talking. The box pretty much sold itself. And I, uh, in one five, I basically played Seamus exclusively. I think I might have bought Nicodem at the time, but I don't think I ever got him on the table before the beta test. That was only nine months before beta started for Wave Two. Or sorry, M2E would have been the Wave One beta. Uh, yeah, I bought Nicodem and Yan Lo in one five. Yan Lo is a sore subject because I bought him literally the day that I found out that we were beta testing, and he didn't have rules anymore, so that kind of sucked. But yeah, uh, played one five, not a lot. Didn't ever buy the book, and then really jumped in at M2E, and proceeded to buy as many masters as I could with my money, and uh, not play them. So. That's it. Just keep throwing money at weird until we have all the shinies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name is Rudy Schubach. I was on the Before We Begin podcast. I was also on the Through the Breach podcast, and Joe keeps threatening to bring me on for uh, the Cheated Fates, but he has not yet. Uh, so I decided we, we I've been on enough podcasts. I also podcast for uh, some television shows, uh, sort of fan podcasts. Uh, so I figured might as well try my hand at my own. Uh, and that's why we're sort of here today. My gamer history is I started out as a, uh, a video game player and a role-playing game player. I started with D&D &D and stuff, um, and then 
when I was at a summer theater in Michigan, a friend of mine, Jeff, who I met there, uh, was playing this game with miniatures on a table, pushing them around, war game style, with our friend Brendan, and it was, of course, Malifaux, makes sense, that's what, what it would be. I haven't played any other miniature game before that, uh, but I saw, I think it was Colette versus Seamus, and I'm like, we got Showgirls versus Undead Hookers? Yeah, I'm in. What, what should I buy? Uh, I asked him, uh, Jeff, who ended up being Fetid Strumpet on the forums, if you're if you're uh, in the know. Um, I asked him what I would want to be if I wanted to be something that could run around really fast and stab things. Uh, and he said that the Vickies in 1.5 fit the bill quite nicely, and they really did. So I started with Outcasts, and then I sort of, the next summer, moved into the Arcanists with some uh, Colette and Rasputina and a little bit of Karis. Like, I really loved playing uh, a Master and Karis. Like, I really liked Colette and Karis or Rasputin and Karis. They were both really fun to play. And then in 1.5, I started expanding all over the place. Uh, a friend of mine gave me his guild set, so I started expanding into guilds so I could play Lady Justice, and now I don't ever even play her at all in 2E. Uh, and then I expanded a little into the McMorning, which made me expand a little bit to the Rezzers, and then I saw the sculpts for the Neverborn um, Lilith crew, and I was like, I want to play that, and then I just started, it's, it's all sort of snowballed. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is, my name is Rudy Shubak, and I have a problem. Yeah, we are definitely into the uh, Plastics Addicts Anonymous portion yeah. of the program. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so I sort of spent some time playing mostly Guild, and then I'm now sort of spending some time playing mostly Arcanists. I've played a lot of my stuff a little bit, and then once I started finding the things I liked, I just sort of stuck with them. That started out with the Science Bros, McMorning, and, um, and Hoffman, and then recently it's moved into the, the sort of MSU big three for me, which are not Ramos, actually, Karis, Colette, and Ironsides. The ladies. Sort of no, the ladies. Uh, and Raspy, too. I do throw Raspy on the table. I threw Raspy on the table last Saturday. So, yeah. Uh, that's sort of my gaming and Malifaux background. Um, do you want to give us a breakdown of your the, the, of your, the problem paragraph here in our handy-dandy Mistakes Were Made outline? Uh, I don't know. How, many, how many masters do you own? Oh, I own uh, 13 Masters. How many Masters have you played? Uh, have you never played a game with? Uh, at the start, when I started talking about this, it was five. I think I'm down to four now. Uh, how many have you played a couple weeks five? ago? Sorry, go ahead. How many have you played five or less with? Uh, a lot. I think ten, all but three of my Masters I've played less than five games with. And how many do you have that you've played more than ten? Just three. Three of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, like I said, I was really into Seamus for a long time, and then I found out there were other factions than Rezzers. And then I, <laughs> are uh, there? Yeah, I, it was took me a I've while. Yet to see, I have yet to see that. But I proceeded to play those other, buy those other factions as if they were Rezzers. The the real trick about Rezzers is the more models you own, the more you get to summon, which is awesome. But you don't need, you know all the faction when you're playing masters that can't summon, so I didn't realize that for a while. I ended up buying a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, but the the real name of the game is whoever has the most toys wins, right? Yeah. Which means you win, Ruby. 
I guess so. Uh, I have 19 masters across five factions. Uh, I have I have goose eggs in the played columns in four of them, which is pretty impressive with 19 masters. I, I have to say, less than less than a quarter I haven't played. Uh, I have nine that I've played less than five games with, and I have five that I've played between six and nine. Oh no, I have five that I've played six or more, uh, and only three of those are at 10 plus. So. We have the same number of 10 plus. I think I've just been spreading my love out a lot. And it yeah. probably helped to, that... To be fair, that's M2E, right? Yeah, these are all M2E, M2E games. Yeah, because I'm sure you've played more. And, and I before. think there were some of the... like I don't necessarily count my early, early, early beta games because I said beta like... The, yeah. I've been listening to the, to the Europeans a lot. Uh, I don't count my early, early beta games because I don't think the rules for Ramos back then were at all the same as he is now, so... It's, yeah, some of my numbers are probably a little rough from the beta just because it was a year ago. And I don't and really remember, like, I can't really keep track of all the games we played uh, at the shop or at the house or whatever. Like, I knew that I, I, I know that I'm at 10 plus with Lilith because of the league. Yeah. I know that I'm at 10 plus with Hoffman because of, you know, moving to Portland and playing him pretty constantly in Detroit before I moved. Um so the ones, the ones that I know that I've played a lot of, I know that I've gotten more than 10 in. Uh, and then the ones that are in the middling, like 3 to 6 or 7, those are the ones where it's like, I think I've got four games with that one. But we're gonna, we're, we've created a baseline, we're going to stick with those numbers, and we're going to move forward from there. So, so, my friend Alan, what is the challenge? Well, for myself, the one I wanted to set out was... Uh, well, the, really, the the thing that started it was I was looking at like stuff that was out, and I was looking at boxes, and I was like, "Ooh, there's nothing out right now I really want to buy, but there's some stuff coming up I do." And in that vein, I was like, I started looking at how many games I'd played with the Masters that I already owned, and I was like a little bit shocked, as I said before. It's kind of crazy. Uh, so I set myself a challenge before these new Masters I want to get into come out that I would play. 10 games with every master I own and then I did some math and realized that that was like going to take me you know a year and a half at the <laughs> at the short end and that I there was no way I could ever meet that you know goal before yeah. buying anything else cuz I would just I would cheat so bad yeah you know? <laughs> presuming one game a week if we've got yeah. we've got masters that you if you've got five masters that have zeros that's yeah, yeah, exactly. Games that's <laughs> that's one that's year one, with just masters exactly I've never played. Yeah. I mean, I I do try and get more than one game a week, but you know, stuff happens. Life, so yeah. yeah, I came up to I decided on I think I'm gonna try and get four new masters to ten games before I buy a new crew box, which depending on what comes out could be easy or could be uh, really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the hardest part I'm I'm thinking going down the line is if I if I want to play games, it means I have to stop playing the game the characters that I've you know been been sort of crutching on. You know, if I decide to play a guild, and that just perfect McMorning setup comes up, I can't say well I'm going to play I'm going to go ahead and play McMorning because it's perfect. I'm already at ten plus with him, so I can't play him if I want to progress my mistakes were made goal. You know. I think that's going to be the real difficulty, is getting rid of my crutches. Yeah, I could see that. I have, I have a lot where I'm like at five games with like four different masters. I have a lot of options still, especially yeah. on resers. I mean, we could get into like a breakdown of what we 
own and what we haven't played. And yeah. Uh, my challenge, my challenge is is just a little different than Alan's. I think I I want to try and get to five games played with, if not everything, most everything that I have, uh, and I think I want to do that on sort of a faction by faction level. Like I want to start with guild or arcanists and get everything that I own in guild or arcanists up to five, and then switch to guild and get everything up to five, and then switch to outcast and get everything up to five, um, and then after. I'm at you know 100% of five games played. I'll start moving towards 100% of ten games played. Uh, that should, or maybe at that point in time, I'll choose to specialize in you know one or two factions. Or yeah, one or two you'll masters. realize you don't actually want those other masters. And yeah, once I know I don't like playing Perdita, I won't play past five games. Once I know I, do, I mean, I already know I don't like playing Perdita, so I may not even. It's <laughs> uh, just, just Adepticon uh, hangover. Yeah, it <laughs> oh, it's not because I, I just. I I mean I've played her a few times since then also, and every time I do she just seems so plain. You know there's so many masters who do so many things and like the things that Perdita does she does really well. But it's just you know I can I can lose bad cards, I can shoot, I have high stats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I love the family. There's a lot of family models that I like like. Fucking Abuela is so good. Oh, oh the that's a good question. Are we gonna are we gonna try and not cuss on this, <laughs> my friend? Uh, I mean, I don't. I can go either way. Um, I know that I did catch a little bit of heat from Dan when I I think I dropped the shit word on uh, before. Oh man! Like, well, he, he he says he goes back and blanks him. He also oh, said okay. Panzer was a way more cursier ghost. Sure. Yeah. Guess. Um, yeah, I'm fine either way. I'm I'm. I've worked in environments where you're not allowed to swear enough that I can edit myself pretty effectively. Usually I can, but sometimes they just drop out of me. So either, I mean, if it's if it's a particularly bad episode, we'll drop an explicit tag on it. If it wouldn't yeah, be rated yeah. R, then we won't worry about it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll say that this is this this op, this podcast is rated PG-13 unless otherwise noted. Yeah. So we can show some butts and swear once. <laughs> what the hell's a square one? No, swear once. Oh, swear once. Okay, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> we can show some butts and get, square you ones. Get, you get one F-bomb per PG-13. You didn't know I've that? I've used it. I've used our one F-bomb. For this episode. For this episode. <laughs> so remember that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my first goal is to try and get to five out of five games played faction by faction and knock them out. Uh, we'll, we'll do a breakdown of what we have and what we're looking at, and then we'll figure out what. We'll talk about what our next step is, I think. How's that sound? Perfect. Cool. Uh, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first again? Let's do it by faction. And oh, we'll that's just right. Yeah, yeah, faction yeah. by faction. Rather well, than you just talking about like to start with? Uh, Let's start with... Uh, I don't know, Rezzers? That's the one we both have the most in, I think. Although you haven't played a lot of them. I haven't. Well, yeah, I haven't. No, I've played a little bit. Okay, yeah, right, Rezzers. That's the one we're both in a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, then, never, then Neverborn is next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> All right, so I'll start off with Rezzers, I guess. Okay, uh, this is the faction where I have. I'm looking at your text, though. I should probably scroll down to mine. That would make more sense. Um, this is the faction I have the most masters in. I currently own five. Those being Seamus, Molly, Nicodem, McMorning, and Yanlo. 
Ah, uh, yeah, I'm low. Uh, so I'm low. Of those, I have sh- ten games with Seamus. I started playing him in one five. When the beta came out, I stuck with him pretty much exclusively. Through it, I played a few with like Nicodem uh, in the first wave. Uh, but mainly Seamus. Definitely more than ten games. I've played him in tournaments since uh, we got cards a couple times. He's uh, been my favorite for a long time, and uh, definitely knocked out those ten games really quick. I'm probably closer to 25 with him, if I'm really honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second one, or do you want to do one of yours? No, go ahead. Yeah. Megan for. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, my my uh, strongest uh, Neverborn character would probably be Douglas. We're doing Resurrection Doctor. So. Resurrection. Sorry, what did I say? You said Neverborn, but yeah. I meant, I meant Resurrections, sorry. Right, cool. <laughs> is McMorning... Uh, my games played with McMorning is perhaps a little um, misleading. I think I've played four games with him as a reser. Uh, a couple times at at uh, sort of the Wednesday Night Malifaux and, and a couple times uh, at home when we were doing Avatar testing. Uh but I think my games played with McMorning, if I get to count Guild and Rezzers combined, is 10 plus, probably into the 12, the 13 or 13 to 15 range. Um, I feel like once you get past 10 plus, it's it's fine. You've got like a grasp of it, knowing that you've played enough games. <laughs> yeah. He, I love I love his active summoning. Uh, instead of having to say this is a corpse, he's saying this is a living creature, and now it's an undead creature. Uh, it just feels like I get to, I, instead of having to take time to summon, I just get to summon by doing the things that I want to do anyway. At least from a Rezzer standpoint. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things I like about him. He is uh, another master I own <laughs> in Rezzers. So I have five games when we started, and I played one last Saturday at a little Halloween event for game number six. He, uh, I really didn't start playing him till after Rudy moved to Portland. Uh, I don't know why that is, but it's probably because I, play, you know, like, I hate playing. I hate playing represented factions and/or masters. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I didn't play a lot of resers anywhere because there's always resers players. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I only bought McMorning for some nurses when I was starting another master that I wanted nurses for. We'll get into that later. Uh, I got him out of a used bin. He came with two nurses. He sat on the shelf. They got used <laughs> for a yeah, long oh, time. Dude, eventually, they get I, used. eventually, I pulled him down and uh, started playing him. So I've got six games with him now, uh, well on the way to ten. It's going to be, if I need to buy a box, he's going to be one of my easy cross-offs. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about... Uh, you own, you don't own Nicodem, but I do. I'm just gonna keep going because I know I have more than you do in them. So, uh, I've got four. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Nicodem was the second master master I bought. I bought him in one five. Never played him because his card was ridiculously long, and I was just like, you know, I wasn't ready for it at all. I was barely getting my head around Seamus when they, when they, you know, at that point. Honestly, I didn't take the game that seriously in 1.5. It was like just a fun thing to do every once in a while. Not really something I played a lot or looked to play a lot. Uh, Nicodem... <laughs> what? Of course that has changed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm much more interested in playing in competitive now. But uh, he's 
a really fun one. When I've played him, I've enjoyed him. In the beta, I, I did some disgusting things before they got him tamed. As, uh, face. Yeah, it was pretty Miles's brutal face. at times. Morose. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a brutal, brutal matchup. And then they finally got him to a place where he's not completely disgusting, I don't think. So, <laughs> it was still the, a lot of fun. Summoning three times a turn while also drawing and summoning yeah, yeah. health. It's like that. What do, you, what do you even do about a full punk zombie every turn? Yeah, it was it was a good good time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I have four games with Nicodem. I might have more, but I'm going with four because I haven't played him since the beta, and I don't remember. You know, I don't want to count some of those because it was just like really on easy mode, just like oh, I summoned all these models and killed all your stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to talk about someone else? I'll talk about another one that I know you have, so you can talk about it. Uh, okay. At some point in time this year, I decided uh, that I wasn't going to worry about focusing on Ten Thunders, and I wasn't going to focus worrying about um, uh, Neverborn, because I've got the two Neverborn Masters that I really sort of like to play. Uh, so I was going to sort of bring my focus my beam from the entire game of Malifaux to three factions, and that would be the Guild, which I have most of the Masters, the Arcanist, where I have most of the Masters, and the uh, Resurrectionist, who I, who I had recently made a purchase. Uh, after I made that decision, I, I realized that playing Molly would be a really interesting uh, game based on the models that I have in Resurrectionist currently. And that is, I had bought the Kadai, uh, a Kadai lot from a friend of ours in, in Detroit. And I have all the spirits, and I'm ready to summon all the spirits. And I wanted to play Molly as a spirit summoner because I like the idea of, you know, summoning an, an Onryo up into a cluster bomb and letting them try and beat her down and hand out adversary and then summon a Shikome out as well and let them and let her charge in and just murder faces. So I, I got a Molly. I have zero games played with her, but I'm very excited to be able to play with her and I think that means I need to buy some bells and possibly a University of Transmortis, but I'm gonna try to not buy anything more than I need to. Like I feel like bells are probably high on my list and maybe some punk zombies, but other than that just those, just those, just, 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 you know, two more boxes, just two more boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Might want her. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I should probably just get the Seamus spot. Oh damn it! Oh, it's happening again. Yeah. You messed it up. <laughs> so you have to play five games with all your masters before you can buy that, and then play Molly. I think if I can get a, an underrepresented faction up to five games played, then I, sh I should be okay to. Yeah. yeah. You're Maybe. not setting like a hard goal, so it's, you can move the goalpost a little bit. Excuse but, me. But uh, you can move your goalposts a little bit. I am setting a hard goal. Five games for 19 people. That's tough. Anyway, so Molly <laughs> is uh, my second most played uh, Rezor Master. I picked her up in the Wave 2 beta a lot. She was very... I mean, I had owned her in 1.5 as a henchman. She played with Seamus, and Seamus in 1.5 seemed to always get killed, and along with every other model I put on the table... And then Molly would just sort of stand there terrifying stuff and being creepy while everything tried to kill her and wouldn't die. So I had a soft spot for her already. I mean, the model is obviously iconic for the game and definitely one of the important characters. So the fluff was really great for her, too. Yeah. Um, Have you read the Crossroads fluff for her yet? Yeah, I read the Karai Molly. Oh, uh, so cool. Yeah, that Crossroad. was a heck of a story. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've played her more than 10 games for sure. 
I played with her in a league recently, which put me well over. She is, uh, I've never played her as spirits, mainly because I don't own any spirit models other than, like, Azamu. Is like the only one, and the hanged, yeah, I guess. Actually, summonable because he. Yeah, he's an enforcer, so he can't summon him. But hanged, I mean. Yeah. Hanged. He's got some good stuff, but I already owned the university with all the horrors, and you know, pretty much every horror she could summon, I owned. So I was like, I'm just gonna stick to horrors. And honestly, I, I, the way I play her, I don't summon a ton. I'm, I'm all about the revelation cast. I mean, that thing is a brutal attack. Uh, summoning when you need to, but she's been a lot of fun for me. I've enjoyed getting so many games in with her, so she's one I don't get to play for a while if I want to focus on this challenge, which kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, speaking of spirits, very quickly, I have... I, I bought Kadai over the summer when I had... I had all of my models in storage except for McMorning and Hoffman, so when I got Kedai from um, Brad, uh, I essentially just binged on her. I played her. I played her and nothing but her. No matter what the schemes were, no matter what the strategies were, I was playing Kedai, and I got two just decisive victories back, right back to back. Um, and then I got a really, really nasty loss, and I think I, I leveled out for a pretty decent, like a seven five for my last game played. But she got four games played. Um, she's always sort of had a special place for me, mostly because uh, Jeff, who taught me how to play her, this was his master of choice in 1-5. Uh, and so she was always terrifying and uh, so technical. Like, the things that she could pull off in 1-5. And to be fair, a lot of the things that she can pull off now were, were so spectacular that, like I, couldn't, like, I couldn't wait to start peeling back the layers, you know. Yeah. No, she looks like fun. I might be one I'll move into later. I mean, I already own so many Rezzer models that I always look at those things as fun stuff to get into, but I'm definitely going to wait for the plastics to come out and probably a while after that. We got it. While we're, if we go to Adepticon, it, whether we play them or not, I really want to try a Molly Kedai tag team to do a yeah. double. That because would be. Uh... Yeah, I just love the idea of her, thumb, her summoning backfield and uh, could I summoning backfield and and Molly summoning frontline. Well, especially with the uh, fluff stories, you know. Yeah, right. Especially that. Yeah. You know, vengeance, murder friends. You know. Yeah, murder buddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out so well for us last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. McMorning uh, and Seamus, they, but they weren't actually friends in the fluff. They merely uh, they, the they, they had one deal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, uh, so then, uh, is that all your resers? Are you gonna talk I got, about? I got one more. Uh, you gonna talk about her as a reser and outcast? Probably both. All right. Well, then go ahead. Uh, last one I got is uh, Tara. I bought her because she was the nightmare, and I loved the look of the sculpts, and I really liked the Dead of Winter fluff from the Chronicles. Um, since then, I've put her on the table maybe two times. Uh, I've been across her maybe five now, so I'm starting to understand, I think, what she really does. Uh, the problem is that I don't really love the one trick that people sort of fixate on. Um, I was really interested in the berry mechanics, but the problem with the berry mechanics is that if you go for a full crew of just berry stuff, then you don't 
have enough to do anything else. So I was trying to find a balance between, you know, the big threat taxi, the Barry uh, shenanigans, and what, you know, what else can she do? What I want to be able to learn what she can do besides just drop Killjoy on turn one or drop a Rogue Necro on turn one or things like that. Yeah. Well, you'll get there. You just yeah. Got to really. play some games. I got three more games to play with her. Yeah, I don't three games. All right, and then our last Resurrectionist Master. Uh, this is a, just to clarify for dual faction stuff. I'm not one who really thinks about dual faction a lot. I generally just pick the master for the faction that I want them in and don't try it. Mainly because most of mine are all ten thunders, and I don't want to get into ten thunders too much until more plastics are available. But, but you I'm, have you have so much good stuff for them. Like you could play a really competitive ten thunders. But yeah, so I my last one in Rezzers, obviously is uh, Jan Lo. Like, like I said earlier, I bought him very late in one five, like within hours of finding out the beta was up. Uh, so that was kind of unfortunate. But uh, he's something I've played the least. I've played three games with him, maybe. Uh, in in the new edition, he uh, definitely has been sort of a weird place for me. In terms of, I don't want to. Uh, I haven't really enjoyed playing him in the games I played him. Granted, one of those he took Howard Langston to the face on turn two and was dead. But, yeah, uh, that was really the other, ones, the other ones have been a little rough too. So, but yeah, he's uh, one I'm a little leery about playing more, but I'm sure I'll find some stuff to like about him. I mean, yeah, he's, he's he, the the thing that I like about Yan though, um, and I'm. Uh, he he would be one of the ones that I would think about getting just because I want Ashigaru, but the thing that I like about Yan Lo's playstyle is that he's he's he evolves throughout the game. So if you jump into a game with Yan Lo and you realize that you need someone who's more defensible because assassinates in the pool, you can grab Spirit, you can grab Impossible to Wound, and and sort of yeah. stock up his defenses. If it's something where you know you need to start killing things like make them suffer reckoning. You can go for the Humpo Assault one. You can go for things that up his damage and stuff like that. So he, he can be tailor-fit to whatever you're trying to make him do for that game. Yeah, that's might be one of the problems is that since I own all the resers, whenever something comes up, I'm just like, well, I could be on low and he could change a little bit, or I could just bring the model that they're not going to be able to kill. You know. <laughs> so, like, so my choices are be on low and try and get to the point where I can kill stuff or play Seamus. Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> you know, any of the other Resident Masters. <laughs> or literally almost anybody else, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that's and that's Rezzers. That's the first faction right there. That's our first faction. Neverborn should be a little quicker because I've only got two Masters there. Yeah? All right. Let's go to Neverborn. Uh, ne- the Neverborn, the way I describe the the thing, I'm already at, I'm already at ten out of ten for my five games played for them. Uh, so I don't actually have to play them until I start doing the the ten the ten game challenge, um, which is kind of sad because the one I still need to play games with is one of the ones that I really want to play. Uh, it's it's sort of a dabble faction. I got into Lilith and Kaladi one right after another because we were doing the um, that uh, Grow League or not Grow League uh, Achievement League. Uh, I really liked Lilith's look and box set, and so I started doing a lot of research. And I listened to the Malifools, Joel, uh, and he did this big tactic on her. And one of her, one of the things he said that stuck with me is, if you look very carefully at her box set, 
there's a there's a sixth character in there, and that is the Malifaux itself. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, so like the the ability to use the terrain against your opponent is is awesome, and it, and it was really great fluff wise and narrative wise. Um, Kaladi's story always made me really happy, and his two E uh, mechanics are some of my favorites in the game. Like the ability to pass out effigy buffs, the ability to resummon these sort of typically crappy models but then make them really great, either by letting them buff him or by buffing them all. Uh, and his movement and survival shenanigans are just top tier. I love Kaladi. So, uh, that's, that's the way I got into the Neverborn. Uh, my first master would probably be, I did buy Lilith first. I'm at 10 games played with her. Uh, I like that she's sort of straightforward enough that I can play against a novice, but she's complexable, complex enough to be able to you know, make to be challenging uh, for for you know more versed players as well. So yeah, she's she's good. I've, she's one I've definitely looked at getting. Looks like a lot of fun to play. And my, I mean, she's got a lot, a wide variety of playstyles as well. You can do yeah. you know black blood lists. You can do grow lists. You can do you know movement shenanigans and and transposition lists. So she's she's just got a lot going for her. She's like the anti Lilith, really. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> anti Perdita. Anti Perdita. Yeah, yeah. She's the anti herself. No. <laughs> she's she's not herself. So in Neverborn, for myself, I've got one I've played a lot and a bunch I've barely played or played not at all. Uh, the one I've played the most is Zoraida. She's my first non Rezer master. I got her pretty uh, during the beta. I was reading her rules, and I sort of fell for it, and I said, this is going to be fun. Uh, I mean, she was a Neverborn master that got to play nurses. She had Silurids, which are, you know, basically like Necrobunks, but more expensive. And, <laughs> and uh, arguably, what? as good or better. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then she had uh, Super Juju, who got to come back from the dead, so, you know, it's basically a Rezor master at this point. <laughs> So, yeah, she's the one I picked up. Uh, that was for a league. I decided I wanted to change it up and try Neverborn. We played, I played Zoraida through uh, the beta and then in that league. She's a lot of fun. But because I'm you know, incapable of sticking to one master in a faction, I had to buy some stuff to add to her crew. So I bought uh, Jacob Lynch. He's one I had looked at for a while. I'd seen him up on the shelf and uh, liked the fluff, liked the models. They're real pretty. Uh, except for his henchmen, but you know, we'll gloss over that. Ugh. And then <laughs> I could talk about that for like ten minutes, so we won't. Yeah, it's not important. He uh, draws cards, which is one of my two favorite things in the game. Being able to get more cards in my hand is always fun. Uh, so it was right. I had played ten games with. He, I've played about five with. It was through the end of the through the beta, the end of the beta, right at near the end, and then a few games after that. I uh, definitely enjoyed him. I liked playing him, but then I just sort of shifted away from Neverborn in general and didn't really get too deep into playing games with him. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, my my second one was Kaladi. I also have about five games played with him, which yeah. means at this point, Neverborn are done for me until I get to five played with everybody, unless I decide I don't want to play you know, yeah. as I go through. Um, but he's he's... He's got friendly obeys, which is one of my uh, I've learned is one of my cruxes. Uh, 
Like I love Hoffman because of Friendly Obeys. I love Colette because of Friendly Obeys, and I love Kalati because of Friendly Obeys. Yeah. Uh, there are so many filthy things that I've seen cropping up based on Kalati and his ability to um, play with minions and uh, and conditions and things like that. That uh, yeah, he he's also just super tricky and. I've seen two or three different playstyles for him already, uh, both in action and as well as on the table, and it's it's really really fun looking. Um, I I feel like I don't know if I've lost a game with Kalata yet, which is probably telling because usually I'm very like I'm sort of I'm sort of a mid table guy. Like I I play masters based on fun and stuff, and then they sort of either win or lose for me, and then. I do, I do as well as I do, but with Kalati and his ability to, his flexibility with with both his actions and all of his different minions, the ability to rack up and secure victory points with this crew is just is just off the chain. Yeah, he's one I've been looking at getting to, just for the friendly obey. It's one that I want the plastics for to be out because I like the art for him, and I'll probably pick them up when they do come out. I don't like but. the marionettes from from either set. So I, I did the Mike Marshall trick and turned some oversized um, Puppet Wars figures that I got from uh, I think winning Best Painted at my at one of the tournaments in Detroit um, into my marionettes. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Yeah. In Neverborn, I've got uh, two more masters that I barely played. Uh, Lucius, who I bought near the end of the league, and. I got his metal box uh, at a discounted price, and it was kind of silly because uh, I didn't really play with any of the models in it but him. <laughs> I was never born, obviously. I was bringing a lot of other stuff. And it's another one where I just sort of moved away from the faction as a whole after only a couple games with him uh, before I really got too involved. I like the idea of some of his stuff uh, in terms of like the walking obey and the terror checks, they could be a lot of fun, but I just uh, decided I wanted to go back to Rezzers for a while near the end of the league and decided to do that before I got too many games with him. And then the last one uh, was kind of a funny one because it was uh, Pandora. When we were playing uh, 1.5, Rudy had a rule that no one's allowed to buy Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a rule, it's a very well healthy suggestion. It was very well known that no one was allowed to if you wanted yeah. to play at Rudy's house. I would not. I would not. Have, I, I, I would have flipped. Uh, I, I would have scooped. Is what the is what the word is. I would have scooped. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so in second edition, we had a tournament at the shop, and this was after. This must have been early this year because it was after the uh, translucent and colorful ones came out. And our store put up the Dayglow Pandora as a prize, and. Well, I didn't win. I came in second, but the guy who won didn't want it because he already owned it, so he passed it on to me and we traded spots. Uh, that was fun. I got it. I put it together. It looked beautiful. The day glow was a lot of fun. And then I really never played her because I had three other masters that I'd barely played. Well, two that I'd barely played in Zoraida, who I loved playing, and just never really felt the need to pull her out and actually play her in a game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, my first goose egg. Yeah, I don't think I have I had a goose. Oh no, I had a goose egg with Molly. Okay. Yeah. And so that's right. it. That's Neverborn, right? Yeah. 
Arcanist, since that's also something that you have? Yep, we both have some Arcanists, so let's do that. You go ahead and start, because you have a lot more than I do. I, okay. Uh, the Arcanist, should I go from bottom to top or top to bottom? Let's switch uh, up. We've been going top to bottom. I'm going to go bottom to top. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I bought Mei Feng in 1-5 because I loved that she fought like a Street Fighter character. And uh, from what I've heard, she still can. I just haven't ever put her on the table. Uh, she she also is really interesting to me as a Ten Thunders Master instead of a... Uh, I, you'll notice that I actually don't have a Ten Thunders section when we're going through this, because Mayfang, I believe, is my only... No, I also have Lucas McCabe, but I don't play... I don't look to have the models to play them in Ten Thunders right now, and I don't really want to proxy them. Um, but Mayfang is is high on my list of things that I'm excited to get a chance to play, because it sounds like they play a lot like they used to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Partly because I took a relatively long hiatus from the Arcanist to go to Guild for a while. And when I came back, I was really interested in the person who, the two people who are on the top of my list at the at this time, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, I'm looking forward to playing her because she's got a lot of cool movement shenanigans, and she, from what I hear, both from Malifools and from Cheated Fates, she can indeed bring the pain, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to one of mine. So right now, or when I started, I had two Masters in Arcanist, and I'd played no games with either of them. One was, <laughs> one was Colette, which I bought when it was on... I found it on sale. I think I had a coupon or something. Or some discount dice of the Flatland games. I thought you got her and used. No, that's the thing. I was going to buy her used, and then uh, the store owner, Lee... Shout out to Lee if he's not going to listen, but whatever. <laughs> he... Uh, Said, oh, I have the box, and I'll, he, you know, was like, I'll give you forty percent off instead of fifty, and I was like, all right, I'll buy the new box. Nice. Said. And uh, I had the coupon, so I got to use that too, which was good. And I assembled her and started painting them, and they're fun and real pretty models. That was the main thing. It wasn't really, I wasn't really looking to play her at that point. And then I realized, I like actually read the cards and was like, oh, this is something that I would really, really enjoy, and I should play her. So. That was sort of the thing that kicked this whole uh, 10 games challenge into motion was me realizing, you know what, I own this master I've never played, but it looks like a lot of fun. I should just do it. And she is. I also own Colette, and I've started playing her recently. She's uh, near the top of my games played in the in the Arcanist faction. Um Alan actually, like, I played a few games with her, and I was I was sort of hemming and hawing. Like, there, when she worked, she worked really well, and then there were a couple times when she didn't work super well, and it was sort of frustrating for me. And then Alan told me about the um, I had missed the the surge on prompt trigger upgrade, uh, and I thought that was amazing. And so I've been putting that into my lists, and since then, it's just she's been playing like a house of fire for me. Um, That's the shell game upgrade. Yeah. Just because I was like, why would you ever want to use your zero action to push mannequins and birds around? And actually, since I started playing that upgrade, I do it all the time. Like, I use my, from the hat, the bird comes out, I push it, and then it's just, like, everything on that card ended up being good and interesting for me. Um, there, she's, got, she's got some really interesting sort of oblique uh, buffing that she can do. She comes at games sideways, which I like. 
she was also one of my main masters in 1.5, um, and so when she first came out and her rules first came out, I was still very much in the, well, she doesn't do what she used to do. And I'm going to miss shouting, and now you're in a pretty dress when I do mannequin replacement. But I've come to terms with what she can do, and I like it. Uh, so she'll probably continue to be one of my uh, good big masters going forward. Yeah, I've since starting, I've went, I've played five games with her, and it's it's probably been like four weeks, maybe a little less. And every game I've... Well, the first few games obviously are always rough, but every game I've enjoyed a little bit more and just learned more secrets and tricks. And she's uh, definitely been is up to like one of my favorite masters I've ever played. So. Yeah. I mean, if I see if I see like squatters' rights on the table, Colette's coming to the game. If I see you know plant explosives on the table. At least a performer and a mannequin are coming to the game, if not Colette yeah. also. There's just so much that you can do. One of my favorite tricks with the Colette is to do a uh, an Oxfordian mage and then double buff him with birds. So he's got a plus to his casting and a plus to his damage. And then you use prompt to push him out, push him out, push him out until he... Like, you push and you cast, you push and you cast, you push and you cast. And then he's gotten, hopefully, three attacks... And you're surging with each of those, so you can sort of doctor up your hand a little bit, too. Uh, and then once he's in position, he activates and Arcane Torrents, or whatever it's actually called, Rapid Fire, um, and casts three more times at positive to cast and, and damage. That's six casts with positive to attack and damage. It's just it's brutal. Yeah. I'm sure we could just wax on about Colette all day, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my... My next one on the list is uh, sort of a tie. I've got uh, Karis and Rasputina both at three games played. Uh, Rasputina, I have this problem where when a master is seems like they're being played by a lot of the community, I try to stay away from them for a couple reasons. One, I like playing underrepresented masters or, or models or things like that like to... Because I'm I'm afraid that people are sick of seeing uh, these masters on the table, like uh, Perdita or Vicky or Raspi or Ramos. Um, it's just that the, the Rasputina crew is very fun to play, and it's very cool, and, and it's interesting. It's, it's maybe a little one-trick because all that she really does is shoot from around corners and stuff. But the what you get from her and her crew can be very, very good. Um but a lot of people started playing her in Wave 1, and, and while that's died off a little bit, while Wave 2 Masters are starting to become more prevalent, uh, I've started to put her on the table some more. So she's at three games played currently. I think I played her once in the beta, once while I was at uh, Detroit, and then once recently here against a Vicky's crew to try and shoot her off the table before she got a chance to murder anybody, and it did not work. She just couldn't flip well enough, or the Vickies were flipping their prevents too high. It was just... It was, it was tragic. Yeah. What, what else do you have in, in Arcanist? I own uh, Kyrus. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about Kyrus. This is another used bin purchase where I got her out of a used bin. She came with, mainly because it was a bag with two gunsmiths and some fire gammon, and I wanted the gunsmiths, and, you know, it was frequent by cheaper to buy the used bag than 
buying like gunsmiths separately on you know eBay or something. And uh, yeah, I've looked at her. I've played against her a couple times at least. Uh, there's a couple guys. Well, one guy locally who played, and then I think I played a game against her with you, Rudy, before you mm-hmm. moved out. And uh, yeah, she's seems like a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to trying her out, but it was mainly just for the value. Because <laughs> so I was like, I want gunsmiths because they look like really good fun. Her ability, like she, she sort of plays in three ways for me. Um, either she becomes very steamy if you take the Wings of Fire upgrade, or she becomes very supporty if you take the friendly models within such and such instead of burn upgrade. Or she can become very murdery if her and the Firestarter... I was my first game with her uh, since moving from from Detroit. I I found a, a point where the, it was sort of a turf war, and all of the enemy models had to come through this choke point in order to get to the turf war the fastest. So Firestarter went out, covered everyone in gas, and then she showed up right behind him, discarded Oathkeeper took her flare, lit everyone on fire. He just didn't have enough cards in hand to keep everyone from getting all these different stacking debuffs. And then, you know, immolated and just lit everybody up, and everybody died. It was so beautiful. And then, of course, since it was a Nicodem, he was just like, oh, okay, look at all those corpses. Uh, I think I, that was the game I tied, I think, 6-6 six, six or 7-7 seven, seven with her. Uh, but, yeah. And the ability to do... Wings of Fire and and have create so many scheme markers and let people get past rough terrain or walls or whatever um, just by taking a zero action and hanging around is great. Yeah, she's that's one of the abilities that's really drawn me to her in general. Just playing against that is, looks like so much fun. That well, and her uh, grab and drop. Yes. I just love that. But the idea of that attack just makes me happy. <laughs> well, the thematics are great, but it's also really, really good for you know uh, for reconnoiter if you drop them on the line or yeah, in the yeah. zone, or if you're doing turf war, you can drag use you can drag you can place yourself right on the line of the turf marker and then push them outside of it. Like yeah. she she creates some very interesting denial. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you got any more Arcanists to talk about? Uh, I got one more, I think. No, I got two more. Jesus, I have, I have uh, all but Marcus, basically. Uh, I have Ramos. I bought Ramos in 1.5 because he was um, he was really good then. No, he wasn't really good then. He was he was okay in 1.5, uh, but if you could get the, uh, the Avatar out, he was great. But there was a really, really solid way to get the Avatar out. So I have Ramos. I have his Avatar. I have a bunch of spiders. I didn't buy any of the other MNSUs at the time. Um, I have rec- I had I have since gotten a Steamboard Executioner and a Joss. I think I was just playing him as a MNSU and robot buffer. So I had like spiders and large steampunk arachnids and the mechanical writer and stuff. Now, how many games um, in uh, the new edition have you had with him? Uh, four. I've had four games with him. Um, one or two in the beta, one because, I mean, essentially any time that I see Reconnoiter on the table, I'm like, uh, I feel like I have to play Ramos. Because well, especially in Arcanist, because... There's there's one other option in Arcanist if you want to try and go for a summoning list, if you're not just going for a tough list. Yeah. Uh, and that's Karis, because she can do Fire Game and Summons, sort of like... Mm-hmm. Um, Sort of like McMorning can, where if yeah. you kill someone with Immolate and have the double book or whatever, you can get a you can get a fire game off of it. But 
Ramos, like my very first M2E game was Ramos, and it felt like I was playing Batman. His ability to, you know, jump around and create gadgets and shoot and then magnetism out, and like it was just such a dynamic playstyle. And then to see everyone who plays him just play him as this sort of backfield summoning monster felt kind of disheartening because I feel like he can do so much more. Like I really love MNSU support lists where he's like, I'm just gonna sit back, I'm gonna shoot into melee, which is great, but I'm also gonna you know, combat uh, mechanic and heal. I'm going to give out buffs for MNSU people and and constructs. We're going to get positive twist to attack and damage defense and, like, just really supercharge his crew uh, while also being able to shoot into melee with his mostly melee crew. So Ramos has some Ramos has some more flexibility, and that's sort of what I try and strive for when I play him, not just being uh, the spider summoner. Though, the last time I played him, it was, like, Ramos... Electrical Creation, Hank Langston, and Joss, and a Mechanical Rider or something like that. The Mechanical Rider went to one side and just started summoning uh, Metal Gammon, and Ramos went to the other side and started summoning Spiders. It was really hurtful. I kind of felt bad about it, but not really. Uh, and my last one is actually my top played right now, next to Colette, and that's Tony Ironsides. I played one with her during the beta, which was kind of rough. Like I felt like I understood what was supposed to be going on, and then it just it just went really poorly. And it might have been because I was playing against a foil for her or something. But since coming to uh, uh, Portland, I've painted up some some good demo, uh, some good sort of pseudo-crews for her, proxies. Like, I, I have an Anima Tactics guy playing Ironsides as a, as a gender-swapped Ironsides. And I have a Raging Hearts or Blazing Hearts or something like that uh, Sky Pirate chick playing Captain. Um, and so I just started playing her anytime Turf War comes up or anytime uh, Squatter's Rights comes up. She can be really good at that. She's got some really interesting buffs and some really interesting actions that allow extra movement for her crew. Um, there was a conversation online about Victoria's and Arcanist's answers to Victoria's, and I tried to post that Ironsides could be one, but... It's just, it just do so much minimum damage. Like you want to be, you want to be. Ironsides is great against uh, resurrectionists or uh, Ramos or anything else, that's, or or Hamlin, because anything that's going to try and swarm you and do damage to you, you get to punch them back, or you can defend well and then start and just start, you know, going to town with your tons and tons of adrenaline. Uh, she's interesting, and I'm really enjoying playing her. So yeah. she'll probably be one of my big three. Like, I think right now, if you ask me to choose three people to take to a tournament in Arcanists, it would be Colette, Ironsides, and Karis. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, they're all I'm definitely looking forward to Ironsides' box coming out. I might have to get that one, just Dude. depending on how she plays and try her out maybe first. But I think it's, it's going to be Ironsides and Mouse, the three X-40 mages, and, and the captain. And if that's, if that's what the box looks like, I may just grab it. Yeah, it looks. Uh, she looks the model. The the art I've seen looks good oh, too. So, so good. that always helps. And yeah, that's so that's, that's Yeah. What else? Yeah, what else are you in? Well, uh, you know, after that, it's I've got two other factions. Well, if we don't count Ten Thunders, because I'm not planning on playing any of my masters as Ten Thunders. So. Okay. Do you want to Where do you want to go next? Yeah, let's talk outcasts. I'm just avoiding uh, one 
faction in particular. Is it my one <laughs> faction or your one no, faction? No. No, no. My one faction. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, let's do outcasts because we both have some of those. Cool. Uh, like I said, my first... It's so short. Uh, my, mine's pretty short, too. Uh, my first master I ever owned was Vicky's. Um, I had the old Vicky's painted up. They were painted pretty nice. Uh, then when the new models released, I was like, I, I need those new models. Even if it's just the, even just the Ronin, just the new Ronin were so pretty. So I ended up trading my painted Vicky's crew for a Kaladi crew. That's how I got my Kaladi. Uh, and then rebought the Vix so that I could paint the new models. Uh, I did a really, really good job basing them, and then I haven't painted them because um, there was at least two or three people who played Vix on and off in our meta out there. There's a guy out here who plays a lot of Vix too, so I haven't, I haven't picked them up. I haven't had a need to want to play them yet. They're at three of five games played just from um, Wave 2 testing when Vanessa came out and uh, the Librarians came out. They were really, really hard to play in one in, in Wave 1 beta because there was just not enough healing to keep them alive. Um, once they started bringing back the the place instead of pushes on the Sisters in Spirit and the um, and the heal when, ble- when blood kills something for the first time in a turn, that's when the crew started to sort of lock down for me and I was enjoying them again. Yeah, they they're one I've definitely had in my hands, like at the store, like uh, this is so pretty, I want to buy it, but then I oh, talk myself out of it every cool time. Game. There's just yeah, and yeah, no, it's definitely one that I've looked at, and they're just really fun and really brutal. Yeah. All right. Who else you got? Uh, I've got a Von Schill. Uh, I bought when I first bought Vicky's. Like I didn't. Bishop was bad, Hans was bad, Taylor was good, Misaki was bad. So when I bought Vicky's, I bought the Vix as a blister, I bought the Ronins as a blister, I bought Taylor as a blister, and then I bought the Von Schillbox because librarians were good and free core specialists were good and free core trappers were good. So my my plan was buy the good things from the Vix box and then supplement all of that with Von Schill. So so and now you have Von Schill. I have a Von Schill. Who <laughs> is painted? I bought a second um, librarian recently, partly because I wanted to do a, a Vix uh, Vanessa double librarian list, but partly because Mark had so much uh, success with his knowledge is power list. Yeah. Which well, was that's like that's what he ended up Triple librarian, double uh, trapper, 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 double trapper. Yeah, that um, was a. Uh... A brutal list. I didn't get to play against it, unfortunately. It would look like uh, be interesting to get destroyed by. <laughs> exactly. Like it's the idea because I was like, well, would you want to take such and such and bring some comic gunslingers? And he was like, you mean inferior uh, librarians? That's like, uh, yeah, I guess I do mean that. Because it's like, <laughs> look, they they do more damage. They can place blasts. They can Furious cast instead of Rapid Fire, so that's the same. They're doing casting instead of shooting, so you're not going to be able to reduce it with with uh, Bulletproof or Spiritual or uh, Incorporal. And they can heal. If, yeah, no, if you're in a place where you need to not deal damage and heal instead, they can they can just go ahead and switch right over. Go ahead and do that. Yep. No, they're good. Uh, they're great. So uh, my my second uh, outcast crew is the is the von Schill free course. All right. Uh, do you have any other ones or no? 
I've got Terra, but uh, basically the same thing that I said for her in Rezzer. Yeah, like, yeah, I haven't very many games in her yet. So one of the cool things that I've I've read somewhere is you take something that wants to be buried, and then you take Hannah and you take Terra, and you use the ability to steal casting from uh, the buried creature. And so in Rezzer's, you bury the hanged, and then Hannah can copy the ability to copy the spell from the person in the graveyard. Or in the berry, uh, yeah. so that he can cast it, and then Tara can cast it. And for, I think for uh, Outcast, the the one that I was really interested in is burying Killjoy, and then not unburying him, but cutting people with the using Tara to cleaver people basically, so that she gets the heal because it's built into the damage, not the triggers. Um, and then when something dies, or if you get a good chance, then you can unbury into. Uh, that's just being um, Then you can drop him into the middle of a really good pack. Like yeah. instead of just saying, "Here is where you're gonna be, and I'll pick you up after you're done swimming," uh, you go, "All right, stab, 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 stab. All right, something dies. This is a good pack. Drop and learn." Um, so Terra is also on there. I'm gonna try and get for five games played with Terra. Uh, I'm at two. I've got three to go. I'll probably try and do two in Resers and one in Outcast, or maybe try and get to six, do two of each. Yeah. Uh, so I get a pretty good look at her on both factions, because I am interested in her in both factions. Mm-hmm. And then's uh, my uh, Outcasts. My only Outcast Master is Mizaki. And that is my fault. <laughs> yep. It really traded me for something, and... Uh, it was a Nightmare yeah. Teddy. Right, the Nightmare Teddy, which at the time I didn't play Neverborn, so I didn't really want, but... <laughs> yeah, the old Nightmare Teddy, not to be confused with the Miss Teddy, or the oh, no, this is, uh, 9 or 10 other alternate sculpt teddies that we have. <laughs> four teddy models. Right. I enjoy Five. my teddy, which is the Puppet Wars Teddy. That's the best. Uh, if I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Mizaki I got in a trade. I think I played one game with her, but I'm not counting it because I can't remember it, and I probably got tabled very fast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's when, like, you started playing the VIX again, and <laughs> that's how that works. If you've never played against the VIX with a new master, you're going to get tabled. Yeah. Uh, so I am looking forward to playing her as an outcast. Since then, I've gotten a number of mercenary models just sort of here and there, picked them up that I wanted to try with other stuff. So I've got some good stuff to play with her. I might hold off a little bit until I can get to my ten games with at least four and pick up another outcast box for a little bit more options, but we'll see how that goes. Yep. So that's outcasts. Cool. There's two factions that uh, we are exclusive to and don't share, so... That's true. I can go first because... I have all of them. I have all of them. I'll just go on mute and you talk about <laughs> your filthy faction. I'll I'll try and whip through them because there's a lot of forty minutes. There's a lot of material. No, I'll I'll try and whip through them. <laughs> okay, um, the the I'm faction gonna... that I don't I'm, maybe I mean I should I'm proud of it. I'm proud of playing this faction. I, I was going to say that I'm not proud of owning this faction, but realistically, they're they're good. I like them. I'm excited. I'm I'm still excited that I'm in them. Um, this is one of the two factions that I sort of lean on. That's the guild. There's two masters in the guild that I play a lot of. That's uh, McMorning and C. Hoffman. Basically, 
it, I feel like I can do any scheme or strategy with those two masters. So if I were to go to, if I was saying, if it was like Rudy, we're going to Adepticon tomorrow, and you want to try and do well in the tournament, uh, what faction and what masters would you bring? It'd be McMorning and Hoffman and Guild. Um, the McMorning is sort of built to do three things: survive, murder things, mobilize, uh, and mobilize and scheme mark or manipulate the crew. Uh, I've got a really good handle on how he works in Guild, I feel. Uh, I'm I'm still learning new things, of course, but it's just like, oh, these models look like they work really well because they can also use poles or things like that. Uh, yeah. C. Hoffman is either extremely durable or extremely smashy, depending on what constructs you bring with him. His ability to hand out friendly obeys make you know good models, amazing models. So a peacekeeper with... Uh, Rams built into his attacks for a turn can just destroy things. Uh, watchers with extra movements or scheme scheme cost adjustments can can do all kinds of disgusting interactions. Uh, if I see if I'm playing guild and I see that um, stake a claim is on the table, I'm playing Chuck Hoffman. Uh, yeah. My first guild master was Lady Justice when my friend Peter. Uh, got into uh, Malifaux with us for one of the summers. He bought Lady Justice because he wanted the big, the big boobed lady with the big sword. Um, and when he got out of Lady Justice, he actually, um, he just when he got out of Malifaux because he wasn't coming back for the next summer. He just gave it to me. Uh, he did, however, lose one arm from every Death Marshal. <laughs> So I had I had a, a perfectly good Lady Justice, a perfectly good Judge, all unpainted, which was interesting for me because I thought Peter was going to love painting the models, and three arms missing <laughs> Death Marshals. So I picked up a Death a Death Marshal plastic when they came out because they look great. Um, Lady Justice, I've got uh, McMorrie and Chuck Hoffman. I both have ten plus games played with. It's probably like I said, closer to thirteen or fifteen for each. Uh, Lady Justice, I have a, about three games played. I'm going with three because I know I've played her a few times during the beta. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure you do. Uh, my other one is Perdita. I have one game played with her because of the uh, Avatar betas. I really wanted to try her mm-hmm. as a as a Obey Master, like a specifically Obey Master. Uh, but it's so hard for me to want to play Perdita for two reasons. One is uh, there. There were so many people playing Perdita, uh, both sort of yeah, in because she was the the one of the first boxes in M two E and yeah, and she looked good. Like the the box itself looks pretty good. So oh, yeah. when we went to Adepticon, the question of the day wasn't how many time, how are you doing? It's how many Perditas did you play? Um, so I'm trying. I I still try and shy away from her. I just don't think she brings a ton to a crew. Like she herself is a great killer, a great movement. She's hard to kill because she's got great stats. She can have even better ones with Francisco around. But I don't think she, like, I, I don't think she leads the team very well. Um, Aura Ancestral yeah. removed because she can give out willpower buffs. And, you know, once you play her a little bit, maybe you'll figure it out. But maybe. <laughs> I, yeah. I think she's going to be one of the play. ones that I get to five and then don't worry about getting to ten. Yeah, I've, I've got one of those that I'm gonna regret making it ten. Talk about <laughs> it's my uh, last one. So, and then I have two goose eggs in the in the guild faction. Um, one of them is Sonia. I have never I've played against her a few times. I've never I've never gotten to the point. Oh no, I think I do remember playing her once in the beta. 
I don't. I you might have. I don't remember. I'm gonna say I have one game played with Sonny because I remember. I remember. Um, no, it was against you. Because I I shackled Seamus and then I shot him. Yeah, I do remember that. The wall. Now. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> that was the best. So I got one game played with Sonya. Um, it was sort of her straightforward crew. I I used a Witchling Stalker to get Seamus on fire and then I punished him for being on fire, basically. Uh, and then my other one is Lucas McCabe. I got Lucas McCabe because he was on Crazy Sale, and I really wanted Sadir because Sadir in a C. Hoffman crew is just ugly. Uh, the ability to give out positive twists to, I think, attack and damage, maybe just attacks, uh, whenever, you're, whenever you have an upgrade... And all of the modifications that Hoffman hands out are upgrades. So it's like, I'm going to bring Enforcers and Henchmen and Minions, and then I'm going to give all of those Minions upgrades. So now everyone's at a positive twist. Uh, but I haven't ever played as Lucas McCabe. I hear a lot about his flexibility and his ability to either be a, a beat stick or get, you know, do a lot of friendly buffing through upgrade manipulation. But I haven't, I haven't seen it firsthand. I haven't got a chance to play him, mostly because when it gets to the point where I'm like, well, we're doing something that needs a master that's relatively fast and relatively survivable. See Hoffman, perfect. Um, so yeah, maybe sorry. once I get rid of that crutch, I'll find a reason to have to play Lucas McKinnon. Yeah, sorry, the problem I had with Neverborn when I got Pandora, just like, well, <laughs> or I could play these other masters I already enjoy. Yeah, Lynch Lynch might be something that I feel like I need to get because I want the Illuminated. Oh yeah. Same with Yan Lo because of uh, the Ashigaru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'm ready to play these other matches in this fashion, I'll be like five masters in to ten thunders. It's gonna be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only own three ten thunders right now, but like I said, I'm not gonna play ten thunders. I don't think. I've got two. Uh, so that's Guild, right? That is Guild. I own zero guild masters. Well, I, I own the two dual faction, but... You own two guild masters. <laughs> yeah, I <do> own. <laughs> They're both uh, much more interested in not helping the guild, though, which is good. <laughs> I do. I, I, I think it's interesting that the guild is the only faction that has three, besides Ten Thunders, that has three cross factions. Because, yeah. the, because the Arcanists were unwilling to take another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, Rezzers have three. Do they? Terra? Yeah, they have McMorning, Terra, and Yanlo. Oh, yeah. Matt, we should probably just list all the factions that have three now for about 20 minutes. Okay, well, we're going to skip that. We'll okay. talk about that next time. That'll be on the next episode. <laughs> uh, so, do you have any other factions? Uh, we talked about Yanlo, we talked about Arcanist, we talked about Rezzers, we talked about Neverborn, we talked about Outcasts. Nope. I'm I'm postponing. <laughs> You're stalling for time. <laughs> I have one more uh, master. It's just like a bandaid. Just go for it. Yeah, this is uh, probably my my biggest mistakes were made. Uh, master. I bought this box because there hadn't been any new crew boxes out in a long time because of a lot of delays, and because it came with a shiny model, which I then regrettably sold. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I sold my Johanna to Mark because he just painted his Vix so pretty and I was like you can't use the Johan model because you need this model to go with it because it will make it even prettier oh you're a 
gentleman yeah. and an idiot. <laughs> it looks so pretty that I can't I can't regret it too much. So now I own Somer with uh, his base box. That's all. No, I do have uh, Bert and Gracie who I picked up in anticipation of playing him. I still haven't played him. I haven't even really thought about playing him. After reading the cards, I realized, you know, I probably don't want to play him, but I'm going to give it a go. It might be one where I get him to, like, five and then just put them on eBay for, like, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, somebody buy this so I don't have to keep playing. You could paint him real good and then try and sell him uh, at cost and then be like, well, I mean, it's at cost, but it's already painted. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think I already painted most of them, actually. I enjoy painting them. They're, they're fun models to put together. The and paint. other option is you can get an Ophelia crew and just be Yeah, I've thought about that, actually. The box looks good, too, the new box for Ophelia. Oh, that's, that would be the only reason I would get into the Gremlins faction is the Ophelia box. It's a nice box. And uh, all those models would be great with either one of them. But exactly. Right now, like, I'm just going to They are the family of the Gremlins, which is sort of perfect, because it's like I could take Frank or Raphael or Raimi in any of these lists and be better off for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I'm just postponing on him until... I have to. <laughs> or I just... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so that's my last one. All right. So what do you think you're going to do for your your going forward? What do you think your next step is? Well, that's the thing. I'm a little anxious about this whole uh, Black Friday sale coming up. Yep. <laughs> and maybe wanting to have the option to uh, buy something if it comes up. You know, sure. something I really want comes out because I've been looking at Leviticus and I'm fairly sure he's coming out because I think they put him up for pre-order on a few stores and uh, he would go so great with my current collection as I said to Rudy the other day I already own all his models that I want to play with him so <laughs> it's true <laughs> between his upgrades of our, uh, Construct and Undead but yeah he's one I've been looking at and the bo box also just looks really good the art on it looks disgusting and you know, I enjoy that part of the the art, so that's my goal is probably gonna be to finish up some of my ones that are close to ten so that I have the option to you know, get something maybe. You're gonna lock yourself out of all your favorite masters. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, I got some <laughs> that I can finish that aren't my favorite. Like McMorning I, I like playing, but he's not I'm not gonna miss not playing him you know, for a while. And same thing with like uh Jacob Lynch, I think if I focused on him, I could get him to 10, and I wouldn't feel bad about not being able to play him. But, yeah, Colette's one that I'm, now I'm at five games, so it's going to be tough for me to put her away now and not <laughs> play her. So I might actually not finish her up just so I have that option to go back to her. Yeah. But, yeah, I think my next move is to, uh, I've been, yeah, I think it's either Kiris starting her or getting my last four games in with McMorning. We'll see. I yeah. How, how many more do you need to get to ten before November? For McMorning, uh, four. If I do Lynch, I'd need five more, so that's nine. And then my next highest one is, other than Colette, is Nicodem at four. So I'd need six, five. Yeah, a lot. Fifteen, so like 15, 15 games. Three weeks. <laughs> I doubt it's gonna happen. Uh, so. Well, but, you know. there is there is the one caveat we've both built into our. Uh, our, our rules. 
Oh, the, the gifting rule? The gifting rule, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm buying Rudy a Metal Ophelia box and sending it to him as we speak. No! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it just gives you the most... Um, but the idea is that the holiday, the holiday gift exchange is coming up, and uh, if someone gets, like, I, I will have to buy a crew for that, or buy a, a something for that, uh, and then whatever also comes in from that will, will get to be added to the to the ranks, and probably added to the list of things that are goosey. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully it's something that you're interested in, or yeah. helpful at least. Uh, my plan is sort of because I'm just trying to get to five with things, it's looking at either what things I could knock out really quickly. Like, I could probably do outcasts in before the end of the month to get that to five, 15 games played over my three masters there. Um, and that would be Vicky's Von Shelterra relatively quick. Uh, Maneverborn's already there, so I don't need to work on that at all. If I went into the Rezzers, I'd have a lot of games to play. One for Kadai, three for Terra's four, and then five for Molly's nine. Nine games to get to, all five for five games played for full Rezzer. I should just um, do five games. That sounds way better. But I'm doing five <laughs> games for Faction. Um, oh, okay. And then for uh, the Arcanists, I'm getting close, but it's like one game for Ramos... Two games for Raspi, two games for Kara, so that's one, two, three, four, five, and then five games for Mayfang, so that's ten games away for that. Yeah, that's it's gonna be tough. And so you're trying to get one faction done, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. So uh, my best option would be to just play Mizaki or Somer ten times, and I think. Oh my gosh! And then Guild is like at fourteen of thirty, so I need sixteen games with them. That'd be two with Lady Justice, four with Dita. Four with Sonya and five with McCabe. So yeah. Guild is pretty low on my uh, let's just knock this one out quick list. That yep. being said, I feel like if I want to try and be ready for something by Adepticon, like I'll I want to try and I I know that we're playing Arcanists at Adepticon, you and I, for doubles. Right. Yeah. Um, that would make me want to try and play because I, I know I'm going to have to bring a smaller box because I have to come on a plane uh, so that makes me want to try and do you know prep work for it depends on the rules too if it's a fixed list we could also like last year it was a fixed list it's, you know. oh yeah I could just bring my I could just bring my iron card and stuff and then yeah. what I wanted to in, in the thing yeah yeah um, or if it's something where I have the models I could bring them via sure. Automobile. That's also true. Anyway. Or I could ship my shit to you, and you could never mind. <laughs> that seems excessive. I agree with you. I think between Joe and myself and Mark, we could probably hook you up with whatever I needed. Yeah. 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 Well, I know Joe. Depending, unless he's playing it, obviously. But yeah. Well, we'll it's not, I mean, it's, he's he's trying to go deep into Arcanist. I don't know if he's going to want to take him to Adepticon. That could be a question for another day. Yeah. Yeah, that's really where we're at, is getting more in-depth into certain masters, I think, as we go along, and maybe bringing on some people. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think that because we've, idea. we've sort of done all of our breakdown for what we own and what we have, um, trying to get people in to talk about masters that they know about that we want to play, 
would be sort of the best way to go for it. I know that I've got Dan in my area to do things for anything for Resers, basically. He's a big Nico player. Yeah. Uh, we've also got um, Joe sort of in our back pocket if we need to bring him on to talk about also anything Resers. Or at this point, he's starting to get into Dreamer and Ironsides. So some Neverborn, some Ironsides, or some Arcanists. I did post the question to him about how many masters do you own, and how many times have you played them at uh, Wednesday? And he just sort of like started thinking, and so maybe we might be able to. He might be very interested. He's probably stewing on that question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be that might be an interesting thing for guests. Like, have a guest come on and break down, do the breakdown. How many masters do you yeah, own? Yeah. How many masters are goose eggs? It'll be it'll we'll be fun. All right, well, anything else we want to record for posterity? Uh, no. I mean, okay, uh, I think that my first my first order of business will be um, I want to try and focus on I've been in my I've been in the arcanists for a couple weeks now and I sort of like being there. So I may start trying to finish out arcanists, but if I ever get online games, I may do outcasts. Yeah. Like, I may try and rock out, because I know that the guy who plays at my local, who is now cast player, plays a lot of Von Schill and Vix. Um, so I don't know if I want to play Von Schill and Vix out there, just because he's, we see it all the time. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's how I'll do it. I'll work on uh, Arcanists while I'm at my locals, and then I'll work on Outcasts when I if I play online. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. And then we'll check in and update, obviously. We still have we don't have a website yet, so uh, we'll probably post that to the a weird place uh, on the Facebooks, so that yeah. that's how you will find our first episode. And by the time you are listening to this, there will be a website, and you'll probably because we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And we can record it and tag it on the end. That's true. We could do that. The website to find uh, mistakes were made podcast is. And if you would like to email us, you can send your emails to. Thank you for listening to Mistakes Remain Podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Rudy Schumann. Now you just have to edit that into those, exactly. though. Yeah, can you use a text-to-speech thing to do it? Because I think that would be <laughs> That would be awesome. Just like that guy on that YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> the website is Mistakes Were Made Podcast at podbean.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should probably hang up, though, or at least <laughs> yeah. live. Pop, pop off of live, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you want to slate one more time? I'm Rudy Schubach. Uh, Alan Devlin. Like oh, yeah. doing out by the tracks. Nah, man, let me explain. Right. I'm minding my business, so maybe you should do the same. I just been a witness to something sick and sadistic, so twistily disgusting. You should feel real lucky you missed it. So easy with the tongue, son. Try to listen carefully. What you seen scary, but nothing when compared to me. I can show you things to paint all your dreams on it. I can make you scream if I wanted. Or I can be the bee in your body, your best friend forever.